Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Katie. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. In the fall of 2018, we interviewed the mother of My Soul Among Lions band leader, Jody Killingsworth. She's wife, mother of five, and grandmother of 18. Valerie got together with us to talk about her cancer diagnosis. This episode is dedicated to her family and loving memory of Valerie Killingsworth, who went to be with the Lord on July 26, 2019. Her expressed wish, as you will hear, was to leave her family the testimony of her life and faith in Jesus Christ. So you're from Missouri? grandparents and great-grandparents, southwest corner of Missouri. And you never dreamed of moving away or? No. So how did you meet Lonnie? We were in high school, senior year. Well, first of all, I'll back up. In my junior year, I had some pretty crazy dates. (laughs) (laughs) And I got on my knees at the end of my junior year and said, I'm not going to date anybody else until you show me who I'm going to marry. And so uh, I skipped homecoming, skipped all those wow. things. And, and You were committed to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then in um, there was a music contest, and he saw me there because I was accompanying someone. And um, then his uh, closest thing to a sister was a really good friend of mine. Um, and we sat in choir together, and so she would just keep telling me about him. <laughs> And so finally in February, he called of our senior year, and that started that, and two years later, we were married. So how long have you been married now? 45 years. Wow. We married at 19 and 20. He had just turned 20. It's it's been a a good ride. Yeah. (laughs) It's been very good. So Lonnie hasn't been off the road he was born on. Now we have a son that hasn't either. He built a home on that road on family land. And I moved from the town, Springfield, out to Walnut Grove to the farm. Okay. But I'm so glad I got to raise my children on the farm. So that was... What kind of farm is it? uh, Just cattle. And that's... We don't do crops. We just do cattle. Some horses. So how many kids do you have? Uh, Five. Three by birth and two by adoption. So so when did you become a Christian? That's a good question. I made a profession of faith at seven years old. I think true salvation probably happened more when I was 20, right after I was married. Uh, But I'm not sure Hmm. which. Mm -hmm. I just know I am now. God, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really, where the Spirit comes on you and you know, um, and the Word of God comes alive, and I kind of think I was just following what kids did mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. time. And so that's pretty much when it, yeah, that it was something very, very special. I thought maybe if you might be able to explain a little bit of what your life was like before you were diagnosed with cancer. And I haven't thought about that in a couple of years because I've been living so much in this now. But thinking back, life was pretty easy. And I had been praying for several years that, God, I just need more motivation. I need, I don't know what you want me to do at this point. The kids are all gone. The, so I was praying for something that, mm-hmm. that way. And in August, I, my father had had late-term onset 
asthma. Mm-hmm. And so I was having this funny breathing sensation. And so I thought, oh, I'm getting his asthma. I noticed when I laid down with the grandkids to sing to them, it was like um, my air was traveling over gravel yeah. kind mm-hmm. of yeah. feeling. And um, But I still thought, hmm, when the holidays get over, I need to go see. Go check it out. See mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see what they're going to give me for asthma. Okay, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then I went... Um, on a ski trip in January, right after the holidays. And I thought, okay, I'll wait till I get back and we'll go see. And it was in the mountains that God brought that to be. Probably almost made it worse. It or made it much it worse. The altitude. Yeah. Well, the, um, by the time I was feeling that breath over my gravelly kind of feeling, right. um, that means it had already gone to the fluid, um, the pleural mm, cavity right. around my lung. So it was no longer just a, a tumor. While the tumor was just growing, I didn't feel a thing. Right. But then by the time I got to the mountains, it was pretty much all the way full. Mm. Oh, wow. And, wow. and that um, uh, finally our oldest son said, would you just take her in there to the ER because um, it was a full Denver ER mm-hmm. on the ski slope. So uh, I did, and she said, well, you just don't have any history for I no cancer in our family. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, actually no major diseases in my parents. And yeah. she finally um, took an x-ray and then came back in and said, you've got a lot of old fluid. Mm-hmm. In your lungs, mm. and uh, it filled up, and so it. Um, she said, "I think you need to get her off the mountain as soon as yeah. possible." Mm-hmm. We were leaving the next morning, and they sent me back to the condo with oxygen. Oh wow! And um, came home, and we drove straight to the emergency room. We spent one night in Kansas coming home, and that was a difficult night. Mm. Yeah. We had to prop up and try to. Where I could get breath because I didn't have the oxygen anymore. Right, right, right. So I went to the hospital and they said, oh, it can't be cancer, it's just pneumonia. And so they treated me for pneumonia for a few days mm-hmm. and then drained that fluid and tested it. And I found that out. So here you are up in the Colorado mountains. And I, I went back and read some of your, your entries, your mm-hmm. posts. And I mean, you were really intense about getting out there and skiing. Yes, <laughs> I did ski. And I was like, wow, I've, I don't know if I would have the energy or strength to do that. And you were trying to just push through go it, it, go <laughs> for it, which just told me how much you seem to be a, a, go, a go-getter. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, just about, I mean, here you are traveling and being with grandkids and skiing on Colorado mountains. Uh, were just, you able to do some skiing or did it? Yes, you? but it was, I had to stop every little bit Yeah, and um, didn't know why, except mm-hmm. I hadn't skied in a long time. So I thought, yeah. well, age and shame. all yeah. of that. But I could ski down Yeah, right. and then getting in line for the lift the was lift hard, back up, yeah. but I would rest on the way up, ski mm-hmm. down again. So, but I mm-hmm. kept it on simple. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how long ago was this? 
January of 2017. So then you came home, you went to the ER, they actually admitted you for a night, did some, tested the fluid around your lungs, and found out what? They drained that fluid. Okay. And they drained a lot of fluid, and then sent it off to test. But in the meantime, um, a different hospitalist came in and passed the baton. This one's Mm. got pneumonia. You know, Mm, they never even really... Yeah, considered anything Mm -hmm. else. And... uh, so they probably started treating you for pneumonia. Oh, they did. Yeah. Antibiotics yeah, they did. And How long were you in the hospital then? Probably five days. And maybe it was three days, and then I was two days at home waiting for my primary doctor okay, to call. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. oh, that was, um, um, and then we drove in on a Friday afternoon. She wanted to see us. Yeah. And that, that kind of made us know something's not quite Alerted. right here. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, a doctor, I finally got a doctor to go back and look at the chest x-ray or CT scan yeah. from the emergency room, one of the hospitalists. And I had had a car wreck. I thought, maybe that lung is just damaged mm, from right. from mm. that. But he called me at home that night, and he said, I went back and took another look. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the first look. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I I just... Uh, I'm sorry. I forget my train of thought no, because okay. of that whole brain yeah. radiation. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, Don't worry. Um, but um, so you'll have to help me. Okay. So you went back to look at the X-ray or mm-hmm. the chest scan mm-hmm. and told you called gave you a call that night. He said I went back to look at it and you're right. Something else is going on. The mm. first ER doctor said I see a mass. Mm. But when the hospital, he turned it over to the hospitalist, he said it can't be. Not not with her age, not with her history, not with her. Just going with statistics, not with actually evidence they had. Friday afternoon, we drove in, and that's when um, I have a very wonderful primary, and she sat down and said, you've got... um, uh, I can't even remember the word carcinoma, And uh, um, that may not be pronounced exactly right, but um, I haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I just say lung cancer. Right, right. And so, um, and she said, I'm so sorry. And But she set me up with an oncologist immediately. And um, first, after we drove home that afternoon on Friday, um, we sat in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And Lonnie and I both said, you know, if something happened today, mm-hmm. we've had a wonderful childhood. Both of us had. Mm-hmm. We've had a wonderful marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to say thank you mm-hmm. to God for what he's done. And we'll just go with this. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, who are we not to have something like mm-hmm. this? Yeah. This is kind of how mm-hmm. we looked at it. And and. He did too, which mm. he has all along. It's mm. just not. I mean, it's a struggle, and there's yeah. been tears, and there's, but he's. You've we're just both very grateful. Strengthened each other with yeah. your faith, and yeah. we really did have a, mm. a wonderful childhood and a wonderful marriage, mm. and so, here we are, and we're still having that wonderful yeah. marriage, and, um, I don't know what God has planned, but it could be. 
um, a long time from now. Mm-hmm. It could be he could heal any time he wants to. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, and but he may choose not to. We just want to accept what God's got. Yeah. For us, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. Did they? ever give you like a timeline or anything like that? I mean, yes. And you hear people. The first oncologist I saw was um, pretty matter of fact and crude. And mm-hmm. I guess she thought I knew all about lung cancer. <laughs> but she said, yes, you'll have this drug, Olympta. And um, when it runs out, it'll usually take one to three years. And that's how long you'll have. Oh, wow. And so, well. and then I had some little spots on my brain, but they didn't enhance for cancer yet. And she said, oh, don't worry about those. Those don't enhance for cancer. I thought, spots on my brain. And so yeah. um, we were not pleased with that yeah. oncologist. Yeah. At that and, point, you're thinking, second opinion. Uh, second opinion, please. <laughs> and so, and we had planned to get a second one. And sure. Jody, our second son did a lot of the research and found um, Dr. Leo in Bolivar. He called at home as soon as our primary sent the scans to him, and he he said, um, I need you here tomorrow. And so he stayed after work to see us. Um, And Mm -hmm. he said, what did they tell you about the spots on your brain? I Mm -hmm. said, she said, not to worry about them. They don't enhance for cancer, so he yeah. said, there is only one reason you have spots on your brain. Yeah. That's because you have lung cancer, and yeah. it's it's metastasized to there. Wow. And so it will show us cancer, and right. it did wow. very soon after. And So did you get into treatment right away? What, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. happened? Yes, yes. Got into chemo right away. And, well, first they had to put a port in, right. you know, mm-hmm. and then they took a biopsy. Then they put a drain in so we could drain the, the fluid, fluid ourselves at home and oh, not okay. go to the hospital every time. Oh, so, okay. wow. so we had several procedures before I could get started. But within that month, I got started on chemo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. how often do you have to drain the fluid? Well, it's all drained it, and dried up. I got a oh, horrible wow. infection on that um, where That's that sad. went in, and I yeah. was six mm-hmm. days in the hospital. Uh, a year ago, June, and um, that was a pretty scary time, but we got that taken care of, and so they pulled the drain out, and I haven't had to have it again. It I have very little pleural effusion mm. down wow. in the lower and what, right. Is there any explanation for that? Well, the chemo and all kind that of would, dried up that fluid, which, which then, had cancer in it. Right. So... You're breathing right now, and mm-hmm. today is, you're not struggling as much with oh, that? Oh, no, no, no. No, yeah. not, at, not at all. I'm, I'm doing really well. No. Lots of, you can sleep at night. Yes, very well. <laughs> very well. It's wonderful. I'm not yeah. having trouble breathing. Yeah. That's uh, great. At this point. And, and sing with your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones that would want me to sing. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Ah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So what was it like after you found out you had cancer, having to tell your family that kind of news? Mm -hmm. That was hard. Yeah. That was hard. And, uh, but they had through that one week waiting on that to, um, 
they had guessed. And I remember Katie asked me that when I called and I said, we're on our way to the doctor. And he said, she said, did she call you to come in or you're just going? Mm. I said, she called us. And so they, they were they had it. putting it yeah, putting the pieces together. together. Yes. Yeah. But nonetheless, even when it you was receive, so when you hear the words, mm-hmm. it's still it's you kind of want to fight that until you mm-hmm. actually hear it and it's yeah. concrete. It's yeah. really hard to grasp that. And the truth about lung cancer, at least what I was told is, um, I will probably always have chemo the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. There's a certain oh, okay. number of because it never goes away. Right. Oh, okay. So you you've got lung cancer. Always you. Right wow. now, mine is stable, okay. and that's the great news to my doctor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's it's not that it's going to disappear. Okay. But he did finally tell me because I was doing so well if I made it uh, three years then they'd start watching it for two years if it didn't come back without chemo or with chemo with, without, with, chemo, without chemo I think mm. they would watch it and see which direction it went hmm. and then start but they that's when they call it remission is, is okay. if you can make it the five years Okay. And even though the cancer's still there, it's not doing anything. Right. Huh. It's like wow. dormant. Okay. Yes. So I wondered, yeah, about that. So, because I, can you I go said, into remission? It sounds like you can. Very few do. Oh, right. Okay. Very few do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect, except yeah. I just, God, whatever you say, that's what uh, we'll do. What has God, how has He shown Himself to you? How do you know Him? more in these in this time well through his word definitely you know it it just it's when you've got something major going on in your life his word um says so much more Mm -hmm. you know really uh in lots of ways and um and so i i do know him better and and i think um Contentment has been a big mm. lesson to learn, mm. and to—I would have always said I was content, but now it's tested. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, can I be mm. content with? And some days I'm not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I was going to ask: Do you ever struggle with anger or fear, or <laughs> how do you? I really haven't with mm. anger, um, fear of what the days ahead will be like. Yes, sure. Yeah. Um, but anger, you know, that day in the driveway, we kind of set how we were going to do this. Yeah. And, um, and so, but being content with what I cannot do anymore and what, right. um, uh, even with the grandkids, I can't be exactly the grandmother I'd love to be yeah. with them. Um, and yet I know I'm just what God wants me to be mm-hmm. if I just do what I can do. Um, and but I, I know sometimes I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And there were some nights, like the first time I came to Indiana afterwards, I cried a lot in bed sure. that yeah. night. And picture um, Paloma walking down the aisle, mm-hmm. you know, and I think yeah. I probably won't be here for that. And so I just mm-hmm. can't go there. Right. And that I just, yeah. 
I just have to say I've got today, mm-hmm. and I, we'll see mm-hmm. how many days. But um, that's just kind of where I am, you know. Is it, Paloma yeah, you're your oldest grandchild? Paloma is the oldest. Paloma's She's oldest. 10. Okay. Well, so. you're, um, res- you're in Lonnie's response when you sat in the driveway when you got home after first hearing that news. It just it kind of reminded me of when Job first found out yeah. all the bad news and mm-hmm. how his first response was to praise God mm-hmm. yes, and to just say, God brings good and evil, and this is the work of his hand, and so right. we will praise him. I just really believe that, that mm-hmm. um, nothing um, comes into my life that it hasn't gone across the desk and been stamped by God first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. That's kind of how it has been and um 2017 was a rough year. I had the whole brain radiation and I um had great fatigue after yeah. um did not feel good um those months and then when I got past that 2018 um this has been a better year, mm-hmm. and you know the scans are better, yeah. the all of that, and yeah. Uh, but I do have a scan every two months on my brain and every two months on my torso. Is it tempting to feel defined by your cancer? Mm, a little bit. Um, funny thing when we. Um, Lonnie and I just finished going to three different canyons in the West. Oh, cool. And um, Grand Canyon and Zion and Bryce Canyons. Those are beautiful. And they were. We just had to go at my pace, uh, (laughs) slow, but we got to see them. Oh, that's so neat. um, Slow's better for those kinds of things anyways. But I needed to put a sign around my neck that said, (laughs) yes, I have cancer. People would look at my hat, look at my... <laughs> and because I didn't wear the wig, I wore a hat. Just a hat, and, yeah. Yes, and um, you didn't see hardly. I think I saw one other that might possibly have been, but they just sure stared like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, I'm doing this." <laughs> did you hike or did you some? Yes, <laughs> some <laughs> easy hikes. We yeah. didn't do the well, still. We didn't do the rough ones down that we would have done younger. Um, but oh, people should have been like, "Go you, I good know. for you for doing it." So um, they probably were, but yeah. it was just yeah. so funny. Lonnie right. said, "You just need a sign around your." <laughs> so yes, it does. Yeah, um, yeah. Define. Well, it's. I'm sure you spend a lot of time thinking about it because it's so much of your time is consumed with treatment mm-hmm. and the side effects, side effects yeah. fatigue and limitations and that, pills to take every day yeah and all of yeah. that so yeah well, and even deciding what what am I going to do with my time mm-hmm. what do I want to see who do I want to spend my time with yes it's all really determined I mean it would seem logical for it to, de- to be determined by you know I don't know I don't know the future and I have this cancer and right and I have a lot of friends that are very intentional towards me wanting to see me and so uh, I spend a lot of families first and then 
spend a lot of time um, with friends. Yeah. And then I usually have to rest every day. Yeah. yeah. So I have to take a nap. Yeah. And um, so the energy, but that's the chemo affecting me. They mm-hmm. described last time the, the weakness and the tiredness. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that helped me understand that that's just part of a, the side effect that right. I mm-hmm. am having. Uh, so aside from the obvious side effects and, and just having cancer and how that affects you and the treatment, everything that you have to go through, how has having cancer affected how you live in terms of I mean mm-hmm. you went you went out west and did these mm-hmm. hikes and you want to spend more time with family is it shaping how you spend how you're wanting to spend your time definitely now? definitely it does we've all in the last two years uh, the kids and all we've seen each other a lot more than we were before and so we're we're trying to but now it's kind of I'm at the point where you look at it and say, oh, she's kind of always had cancer because it's been two years, you know, and so we're, we're getting accustomed to it, I guess, right. mm-hmm. is the way to, yeah. to say that. And so it's at first we thought we've got to get together every time there's a break. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that's lessening a little bit. But it's still always on my mind and I know theirs too and mm-hmm. that that can change because one scan can change it you know, right. at any point in direction but I don't know How has it impacted or changed your relationships with your friends and family? They're more precious mm-hmm. than ever you know really just want to get all of it we can and absorb it and enjoy it. We're just trying to do as many fun things as we can with what we've got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I first thing I wanted to do after I was diagnosed was to have my sister and her whole family up um, to Missouri for um, just a holiday. And so we spent money on our backyard and thought that's where they're going to come right mm-hmm. from now on and yeah. my grandkids and so we you wanted a good hangout yeah. spot <laughs> so we have a zip line we have oh, a cool. teeter-totter we have a sandbox we have a new driveway where they can ride up and down mm-hmm. and bikes and so yeah it's well, creating space to be able to spend time together yes and yeah. with that many without cancer we can't go Anywhere can we? (laughs) So we just got to bring the fun home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're all good help, and so it makes it really special. So yeah, it has changed things. Our perspectives we don't take for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, which is really something for all of us to think about. Right, it's really how all of us should be viewing life. But we Mm -hmm. get comfortable, and we start taking. our time mm-hmm. for granted and uh, but we should all be living like we're dying because mm-hmm. we are and you know it says in the psalms teach me to number my na- days so that i may gain wisdom i think mm-hmm. and so it's what we should all be doing without cancer diagnosis but absolutely <laughs> i've thought about that a lot mm. that um, um this this is what i was praying for this is how i need to um to live every day, but it took cancer for me mm, to, right. and God knows it takes something usually. Yeah. yeah. 
there's just a lot of verses that mean even more. Count it all joy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that says all joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In everything. Yeah. And so this is part of it. <clears throat> Do you ever feel like um, this is just evil? This is just, this can't be from God? No, I've had a lot of people, not a lot of people. I've had some people say, this is from Satan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe it is from God. I just believe it is from God. Mm-hmm. And it may look and feel like it's from Satan at times, but I don't believe even he can't have permission without God's. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It really is, bottom line, from God. Yeah. yeah. And nothing can touch me except that God says right. it can. And so... I mean, that's just the truth of it, yeah. how to do it. So, no, I don't look at this as evil. Mm-hmm. Um, not that sin can't still come into that picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. so you have to be on your guard all the time to get sin forgiven mm-hmm. and stay walking pure. Mm-hmm. That That's not easy to do, but that's the part, I guess, that... I don't call it evil. I just call it sin. Mm. But it it comes in uh, to play. So how has God used your cancer for good? If it's not evil, or if it's not of Satan, it's of God, how has he used it for for good? Well, I have an awful lot of people that I don't even know Mm -hmm. that will send me a note or come up to me um, and say, I just read your Caring Bridge all the time, and it mm-hmm. blesses me. And I I see, I mean, there's many thousand visits on it. Wow. And I don't wow. even know where they come Who they from. they are. Yeah. No, I wow, don't. that's awesome. Um, and uh, so I think that's one way that he's used it for good. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite really understand that because it's just kind of a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. But I really do get some fantastic testimonies from from what God's doing through that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that thinking about cancer is consuming? Um, it's more consuming than I wish it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could just set it on the back burner. But a couple of days, I think I've gotten up and thought, are they sure I'm right? They're right mm. on the diagnosis. <laughs> I don't feel cancer today. Yeah. But before that day's over, I do. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it is, it's there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that something that is sometimes a distraction from thinking about God? I mean, I think it sounds from your testimony that mostly mm-hmm. it's driving you to God. But I wonder, has have there been times where it has been a distraction to you from thinking about oh, God? Oh, yeah, I, I believe so. And... It's easy to pay attention to the physical body, mm-hmm. e- easier than paying attention to the spiritual body. Mm-hmm. You know, it um, your physical body is a distraction in mm-hmm. lots of times, yeah. and not feeling good. And so I, um, I think it is. I have to be really on my guard and work really hard to keep the focus being, mm-hmm. being him. So what what do you do to keep your focus on the Lord? Um, well, the first year, uh, my sister gave me a book, um, 
Paul David Tripp. Mm -hmm. And so I went through that book, Mm -hmm. and that helped a whole lot to keep focused. And then I went through, well, right before cancer came, I finished going all the way through that MacArthur Bible. And now I'm really kind of searching as to where I need to go in the Word of what my guide needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm needing to find which way to head on all of that. And, uh, but I, I think the Word of God is where, I mean, you've got to make sure you get that first. Yeah. And then, um, and I need to do better at that. Because yeah. I can all? get used to having <laughs> cancer. Mm. You know, and that this is my day, and yeah. so it kind of like when the diagnosis first comes on anything, mm-hmm. you're driven to him. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you can just get accustomed. Kind of fall back into a norm again. Yeah. Yes, this is my new norm, yeah. and so yeah. So I don't want to do that, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm fighting right now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that way. How much confidence do you put in the odds? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, doctors are always giving odds and things like that to either, you know, to encourage you or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So how much, you know, as a believer, how much stock do we put in that? Well, God kind of told me at the beginning, I don't know told me, but I felt impressed just to let my husband guide which way and who we listened to and what we Mm -hmm. did. And that has served me well Mm -hmm. to, to do that. He watches close. He's very much a caretaker. Um, made sure I had a Tylenol before I went out the door this morning. <laughs> because it helps a yeah. whole lot. Yeah, yeah it does. Just one. And uh, that's kind of been my go-to. But he's just very, very good at that. And It even sounds like with what you're saying and what you said earlier about just the, the day you guys got your diagnosis, Lonnie was like we're going to be thankful yes. <laughs> and just kind of led you in, mm-hmm. in that from the beginning. A lot of people have asked him if he's angry, but right. I really don't see it. He'll tell people we're just both sad. Mm. Yeah. And, um, but he's the one that's kind of guiding mm. how, how I do this. And that gives me a lot of, that I don't have to yeah. think about that. Yes, yeah. it does give me a lot of peace and comfort to 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 let him that way. So, so a doctor's odds, you're not going to really worry about because <laughs> God's in control. Mm-hmm. And no, and I I trust my doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. as much as you can trust a doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know who's really in control yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's using him, and he may not even realize he's being used by God, right. but he is. Yeah. How has having cancer changed how you think about death? I think about heaven a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, we kind of put it off in our thoughts. Yeah. My dad lived to be 97 years old. Wow. And I had a lot of his genes and mm-hmm. makeup and... yeah. Um, looks, all of that. And so I just kind of assumed I would have a very long life. But now I think about heaven a lot. It's a a hard balance to say goodbye and leave and yet look forward to heaven. And and that's kind of an oxymoron going on. But that's what I 
find myself doing. Right. You know, it it does seem exciting to see the Lord and to see that heavenly home and but then if I have any thoughts about family, about the, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to yeah, balance all that out. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah, and, and just the Word of God, I see so, He brings out so many scriptures I never attributed to eternity. Mm-hmm. And so then you can look those up, and and there's a whole lot more about heaven than than I ever knew there was in oh, there. that's neat. So... So that's it's been a good guide to the work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in a practical way, sometimes you know when you mm-hmm. you talk to people who are suffering mm-hmm. through something like cancer, it's hard to know what to ask, what's actually helpful to ask or to say. What's actually helpful? <laughs> um, I don't know. Not everybody is is as open as. I am, I guess, because I just, that's just more my personality. Um, I often tell people, I'm so sorry for your diagnosis and just sympathize with them and just love on them, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't really need any words of advice or they, I just, I just kind of sympathize with them. Mm -hmm. But also to tell people that um, this is a journey, and it can be a really neat journey as you travel it. But that that's a hard one, because everybody's so different. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I think in the very beginning, just a hug mm-hmm. and just um, loving on them is because they're hurting. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're in shock. I was yeah, in shock. I, sure. I tried to make it be pneumonia, tried to make it be... <laughs> car wreck tried to but not cancer yeah that didn't fit my family history <laughs> right and um you know it and lung cancer i just thought people who smoked right yeah might get lung cancer but i've never had one in my mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know it, it just where did that come from and right. so which it's a gene or genes that mutated in the wrong way right and so there's not a lot of help for that kind of lung cancer. Almost it does make it clearer, though, how much it is from God, though. Right. It's not. Right. It, it's, um, I wouldn't have been as surprised with another kind of cancer. Right. But lung cancer? I right. just thought, where in the world? But, mm. you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you're the beloved Gigi. Oh, <laughs> I hear a lot about Gigi from all the grandkids. Oh, how sweet. Mm-hmm. They love you. Well, Ambrose loves Gampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you get the other 14. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That, that's been something that I've had to adjust to. He became much more important to them and the fun one and the one who can do things with them mm. as... And I thought, that's really how it should be, you know, that he may be the only one at some point. And, and so, but I had to realize, you know, I, I can't lift an Ambrose up. Right. <laughs> He's a because, stocky little yes, guy. Yeah, and it, it um, is not good mm-hmm. for my back, for my, mm-hmm. uh, even with cancer in my back. Right. They're giving yeah. me 
bone strengthening shots. Um, so I have to be really careful. You can sit on the couch and hold them, but that's know, right. Pick them up. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. they want you to. Yeah, they want. They, they don't quite understand, they don't understand that. that. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that either. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's been an interesting transition. Yeah, they they love their grandpa. And I'm glad they're geeky. Yes, they do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They do. Well, speaking of your grandkids, then what? And I know you've done a lot of this writing that you've done through Caring Bridge as a way of having something for your kids Mm -hmm. to have. What is it you want your kids and your grandkids to remember about your life? That I loved God, I loved Jesus, and I loved them. That's what I hope they remember, and that they, that we had fun, mm-hmm. that we enjoyed life together. And uh, but I know a lot of those tiny ones are not going to remember me if something happens sooner than later. And so that's why the caring bridge—they'll get to know me better and pictures. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm honest with them when they ask. They ask a lot about my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ambrose, I had the wig laying beside getting ready this morning and he came in got on a stool and there was that wig and he looked at the wig he looked up at my hair (laughs) like what is going on (laughs) what's missing about this picture (laughs) so uh your son writes psalms Mm -hmm. with my soul among lions which one is your favorite psalm 16 the fullness of joy uh-huh. has I, stuck with me from the time that one came out. That uh, pleasures forevermore. At God's right hand. Yeah, yeah. So I I love a lot of them on this new album too, but that one is probably the one that is more my message than any of them. That He will make known to me the path of life. Oh God, my refuge and my protection, I have no other good besides. Your saints who dwell on earth get my affection in them is all of my delight when men to idols pray they choose corruption and cast their maker god aside i won't join in their way for its destruction their sorrows now be multiplied My cup of blessing 
The lines for me are pleasant fall So I will praise your name With loud professing When I your benefits recall With you beside me God I'm never shaken My heart and flesh will dwell secure And even in the grave, I'm not forsaken. You make your holy one endure. You have made known to me the path of life where no thief enters in to destroy. At your right hand will be only praise. Monumental is hosted by Katie Walker and Amy Morlina. It is produced and edited by Katie Walker, and it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mensel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com. Life